Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Next Level Nutrition Biz podcast. I'm really excited because today I have Jen Pike here to talk all about how she started her own successful nutrition business. And she's also going to talk to us a lot about how she now helps practitioners um, learn the Dutch hormone test in her Deepen and Decode program. So let me just tell you a bit about Jen before we get started. So Jen Pike is a functional diagnostic nutritionist, registered holistic nutritionist, certified yoga and Pilates instructor, and a medical exercise specialist. She's a best-selling author of The Simplicity Project and host of the podcast, The Simplicity Sessions. Jen specializes in women's health and hormones. And as an inspired mom of two, she understands that true well-being is a journey to be enjoyed, not a struggle to be forced. She aims to inspire her clients to cut the BS and help them to create more simplicity and ease in all that they do. Well, that's quite a bio and it sounds like you've accomplished so much, Jen, and I'm really excited to have you here. So thank you so much and welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. I always love to talk about business and especially to those who are just starting out because there's a lot of info out there and it can be really challenging in the beginning to find your own voice and sort through how you want to show up. Yeah, absolutely. So just to get started, if people aren't familiar kind of with your history and your business, how did you even get into nutrition? What was that journey like? Well, I moved into nutrition from being in the fitness industry. So I've been in the fitness industry. I've been teaching since I was 17 and then personal training came shortly after. And that's when I went to school and did everything around exercise from the rehab perspective. And then I was working with a lot of athletes. And so with movement and exercise comes nutrition, right? Like they are, you know, BFFs with one another. And so I had a really solid understanding of sports nutrition, but that's very different than when you are working with individuals. Like I was working with a lot of male, um, getting ready to go pro. I was working with a lot of farm teams for hockey teams at the time, and they had nutritionists on the team and all of that. And that was great. But then part-time I was working at a gym where I grew up. And I was working mainly with women and with moms, their needs were completely different to the athletes that were on the ice. And so my sport nutrition was somewhat applicable, but I just recognized I'm like, I need to understand more from a different perspective. And then that's when I went back to school. I did my first, um, you know, designation nutrition as an RHN back in 2001. Mm -hmm. So 20, almost 22 years ago now. And that really opened my eyes up to understanding what holistic really meant, whole person, whole body, whole life, that it wasn't just about creating a meal plan and, you know, trying to heal one specific thing. It was that, oh, this is really everything that's making up who this woman is and what's really, you know, what's pulling on her in her life that's causing the stress, that's making her go and eat, you know, the cookies versus having the piece of fruit or whatever it may be. So at that time, it just really, I had a completely different lens and scope of how I was working with my clients. 
And so all of my personal training clients were then getting all of my nutrition tips and vice versa. So that's really where it started. And now 22 years later, it's, it's morphed in many different ways. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. It sounds like you, it it all comes together, right? I don't know if you, uh, believe in this, but, you know, not really knowing what the past going to look like from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like, you know, maybe you went the fitness direction, the sports direction, and then the nutrition yep. came in. And now my understanding is you mostly work with women, women's health, women's hormones. So it's almost like so far from that original plan. Did you kind of like foresee it happening that way or did it come out of the blue? No, well, I wouldn't say it came out of the blue. I just you know, I actually think it's really exciting when you don't know what the next thing is going to be. And to be in this industry, whether you're in the nutrition side of it or the movement or health and wellness as a whole, I mean, there should be no time when you feel bored (laughs) because there's so much opportunity and they're really like, we're the helpers of the world. And there's a lot of people who need our help and our assistance. So for me, I allowed myself to, what was I super passionate about? So when I first started out, I was passionate about movement. I was passionate about kind of the basics of nutrition, to be honest. But then as I started to apply that with my clients and see different results happen, then I was like, oh, well, what does kind of the next level of that look like for clients? And then I started to attract in clients who had more specific symptoms. Like at the time, it was a lot of like joint pain, inflammation, digestive issues. So I was like, oh, well, I'll go and learn more so I can better help them. And then, oh, I really enjoy this. So I leaned into that more. And then I became a mom. And when I became a mom, that changed everything because now it was about like preconception ways of taking care of my body and while being pregnant and then postpartum and, you know, that whole journey. And I didn't have the same, I mean, when it was just my, you know, boyfriend, then fiance and husband and I, I was working like 60 hours a week as a trainer and instructor and nutritionist. There was no shortage of hard work. And then when you have a family that completely changes. And so I had to get even more creative on how can I still bring in revenue for my family? How can I still continue to build my business without being able to do those kind of hours? So, you know, I really, I took a lot of opportunities that came my way. And then if there was something that I wanted to do, I just created the opportunity. If it wasn't there, I was never afraid to me there. I don't believe in failing. I like the crappiest thing can happen. And I'm still like, that's not a fail. That is just a redirection or that's, that's your research and development, right? Like that's your, your trial and error. So I really allowed myself to continue to explore. And then as my kids got older, um, you know, things change in your body hormonally as women, the women that were coming to work with me, they were having a lot of hormonal issues happen in terms of their menstrual cycle, perimenopause, their thyroid, their adrenals. And so again, the clients coming to me with these issues, I went back to the drawing board again and was like, what do I need to know? And then from that point on, so I've really been specializing in hormones for the last 12, 13 years now, where as soon as I dove into that, because what was happening, Stephanie, is that I was training clients, we were getting results with movement and nutrition, and I was like, something's missing. Mm. There, you know, why is she losing her hair? Why is she so exhausted? Why isn't the scale budging when on the surface we're doing all of the right things? Why is her composition not shifting? Why does she have circles under her eyes? And so that's when, at that point, I was like, I feel like we need to explore blood work. So this is going back like a decade and a half ago when I started to think I need to understand more about other data from their body. And so, you know, I dove in and I started to understand um, blood lab chemistry. 
And so then when they would get the blood work done, I would have them bring it in. And then I would start to use that as part of how I was evaluating what was going on. And then as the hormones and all of that. So as you were saying in the intro, um, you know, about seven years ago, my practice, I started to bring in the Dutch testing. Mm -hmm. And in the last um, five years, have become really close with Dr. Carrie Jones, who was the medical director for the lab. And in the last two years, her and I started to teach a course for practitioners so that they could understand. They may not want to be the practitioner who offers the testing, but if your client comes to you and they've had the testing or they're presenting with A, B, and C symptoms, you know, we really, we have a lot of responsibility as practitioners to try and understand what this kind of information is providing for us. And so, yeah, it's just, it's been a really fun journey. I've allowed myself to just continue to, you know, evolve with it and, um, I think that's how you build a sustainable business. Yeah. Thanks for bringing us through all the, all of that. I have so many questions, but the first one <laughs> I want to ask is, um, do you foresee yourself more having built like a personal brand where, you know, people got to know you and they kind of almost became a fan and then followed you, you know, when you made those pivots and changes, or did you have to get a new audience every time you made? These no, changes? no. And that, you know, I didn't realize that's what was happening at the time. And I think it's because I I loved being in person teaching, which is why I loved group exercise. I loved being in the front of a room and like teaching and motivating and like having the humans there. I loved the energy. And then that would spill into the personal training floor and then into nutrition. So it was like anyone who was following me for movement, well, as soon as I started to offer nutrition, they were like, sign me up. Mm. And then when I started to move more into the hormone specific, we'll sign me up. And then when I created Synced, which is a movement studio based all about your cycle, we'll sign me up. And so that the community, I mean, they've been with me a lot of them now for almost 25 years. Like I started when I was 17 and I'm going to be 43 and I still have some of the same women from when I was a teenager. And really- yeah, it's so cool. And what's really nice is that, you know, referral is the most powerful tool that we have. So women would tell other women and it really, I mean, I am not an overnight success. I am not someone where I know it's, we live in a world of Instagram and TikTok night right now and where like something goes viral and all of a sudden somebody can have, you know, how many thousands and thousands of followers and all of that. That's not my journey. Mine has really just been, I've always leaned forward with what I loved and what I was passionate about, not what was I was supposed to be teaching about or you know what the next fad thing was. I've never done that. I just, it's too much work to try and just do something because you're supposed to. For me, I was like, if it doesn't light me up and I've, I've stopped doing things over the years that I used to do where I'm like, I'm grateful for it, but I don't, I don't have the same passion about it anymore. So I'll open up that path for someone else to take those clients and then I'll move over here. Yeah. And that's such good advice. Cause I think so many people struggle with, well, you know, this person's doing really well doing this. Maybe I should try it out. But then I think something kind of even happens with your energy where people know you're forcing it and they don't yeah. see that, like, like you're saying true passion there. Yeah. And then people are thinking, why, why am I not able to like sell to a client or why is no one wanting to work with me? And sometimes it's just because there's like, there's, there's a block there. And I yeah. think that people just feel that sometimes. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like, it, you know, if I were to go and try and sell, you know, a, a total weight loss program, it probably wouldn't do really well because I'm not connected to the message of leading forward with weight first. Mm-hmm. 
I'm connected with leading forward about health and your hormones and your nervous system and, and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. First, if you lose weight as a byproduct, beautiful, mm-hmm. but it's not, you know, and I can remember when I first started my business online in 2015, 16, I had sold my in-person studio and decided to move online. It's like I knew 2020 was going to happen. <laughs> I did not, but on some level, maybe. And I remember that, um, you know, I had had this personal story of struggle with cellulite that I shared for a hot second with someone in business. And they were like, that right there should be your program. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't feel like, but at the time, everything was you hurt and you rescue. So you you point out the pain points for the client, then you deliver the solution and that's how you get them in. It was like the hook. And so I created this online program none of the verbiage. I didn't connect with any of it, the imaging, all of that. I actually felt like awful about, and I, but I was like, no, this is what my coach is telling me I'm supposed to do and all that. And I put it out and I took it down within like less than two months and it doesn't exist anymore. Like we burned it because I was like, that's not, and it, it, it was a pivotal moment for me to understand of like, why did I go against a, what I did not want to offer and B I'm not passionate about that. Yeah. So I just led forward with the thing I was passionate about and, you know, continue to do that. Yeah. And I think that's really what you have to do. I think that's also really great. You shared that because I think so many people starting out want to find like the one perfect program that they can do forever and ever and ever. And, you know, put all of this time and energy into creating this perfect thing um, where I think what you're showing is obviously we want to create a really good product and good value for the client, but things are going to evolve and change. So not like just like putting all your eggs in one basket and feeling like, okay, I have to know exactly what I want to do right at the beginning. It's, it's going to change and something might, you know, quote unquote fail or be a lesson and and you burn it down and you try again. And I think that is the key to business. Yeah. And some things like that program, that baby that that needed to burn. But there's been other iterations of things that we've run over the years um, where, you know, the Simplicity Project is a great example of that. So that's a program I started to run after I ixnade that first one. I was like, I know what I want to run. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I started to do that. And that was really, that was really good. It was actually called 99 Inspired People in the beginning. I was like, I just want to inspire people to think of living life in a slightly different way. And then it became the simplicity project. And then that is what morphed into beta testing the hormone project. And then from the hormone project birth synced. And then from doing all of that, being in the industry for so long is what birthed the audacious woman, which is my business mentorship now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you don't have to actually go and get rid. You can use something as kind of your base and foundation and be like, I'm just going to edit it a little bit. I'm going to rejig it. And I think it's important for anyone new or a practitioner who's even in their first five years to know is that you can 100% change your mind, mm-hmm. right? And change direction. That being said, you don't want to hop all over the place. You need to give something enough time um, to nurture it. And, you know, I, I work with a lot of practitioners um, in business mentorship now, and they'll be like, I've, I've tried everything, I've done everything. And then within an hour of talking to one another, it's like, they actually haven't. Yeah. They've just tried the same thing 50 different ways and they're frustrated. And it feels like, mm-hmm. you know, they've been trying everything. So, yeah. 
Yeah. And I see that happen a lot. I think kind of going back to the whole social media and the quick wins and things going viral. And if things aren't kind of happening fast enough for us, you know, we post once about our new program or that our website launched and we don't get all this feedback or all these new clients, we think it's a failure, but mm-hmm. we need to be, you know, talking about it and, and making, making people aware of it over and over and over. It's not just like a one and done thing with business. It's, you know, really kind of showing up and sharing and educating people, you know, multiple times so that they are mm-hmm. becoming aware. And I, I, I'm curious if you find that happens as well, where people kind of get a little bit scared when there's not that immediate gratification of things happened right away. So they pull back and then they kind of almost stop trying. Oh, for sure. And because I've been in the industry and I've been in business for so long, it's that is so much more heightened now because of social media than it ever was before, because it's you're on a pedestal and people see it. So people will see if you don't have the likes, the comments, the da 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 da. And so you end up comparing yourself. And you know, a lot of the time, who you're comparing yourself to is someone where like you're on chapter one or two and they're on chapter, you know, 25 of their journey. So it's not even like, not just apples to apples. It's like apples to friggin' batteries, right? Like it's not even, not even the same playing field. And sometimes you will see someone where you're like, no, we're in the exact same spot. Like we graduated class together and they're way over here. Well, that does happen, but that's not typically the norm. And again, you don't know why that mm-hmm. happened for them. Like maybe this was their 25th, you know, chapter. You just only saw them in school for one year together. So you mm-hmm. thought they were just starting out. So I think it's that as well too, is, you know, I don't necessarily love the, to, to say to people, just stay in your own lane because it's human nature to be curious and look, but instead of getting discouraged by it, use it as fuel. Yeah. Use it as fuel for yourself. Like if you, you have this designation, if you have this fire in you to create the thing, believe that it's there for a reason. Now your next goal is to get out of your own way and figure out what, what is your block? Like, what is the thing for you? Is it that you don't give yourself permission to show up exactly as you are and say the things and talk about what you really want to? Is it that you don't understand some of the tech and the backend stuff and maybe you need a little bit of support? Is it that you are afraid of asking for a sale because you have a money block yourself? And so you're frustrated that you're not making money, but you yourself have struggles around money. You don't feel safe with it, which is why you're not attracting it. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like, I don't think that we sometimes, and, and granted too, I mean, I know when I went to school for all my programs, the business part that they taught was lame. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit limited. It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was not. It was, but I think too, you also, you know, I think it can be done a little bit, um, a little bit more effectively, but I also think that you have to, you have to get some skin in the game. You got to start to be out there and trying and doing some different things first. Ready to start your nutrition business, but have no idea what steps you need to take? No problem. That's exactly why I've created a completely free workshop for you called Six Steps to Start Your Nutrition Biz and Sign Your First Paying Clients. In this on-demand workshop, I'm sharing my six-step roadmap to starting a successful nutrition business without a huge social media following or years of experience. I'll also share the top three mistakes I see most new nutritionists making when starting their business and how to avoid them, and the must-have tools you need to run a successful nutrition business and wow your clients from day one. 
Oh, and did I mention that the workshop is completely free? Sign up at stephanielong.ca slash workshop and get instant access right now. How important do you think it is for a person that's just starting their business to be visible nowadays? Like, do they need to be putting their face out there? Do they need to be doing something like, well, Instagram, let's say stories or a podcast or YouTube? Like, is that required to have a successful business these days? Is it required? No. Also, what's the definition of success? because one person's successful business could be generating $2,500 a month and the other person's could be $250,000 a month. But I do think that it is important. And the reason why it's important is you can be the most gifted practitioner, but if you are not out there, how is anyone ever going to know that you exist and that your work exists and that you could be the solution to their struggle right now? Very true. So it's the other thing that we do, right? Is I'm trying everything. I'm trying everything. And it's like you putting Facebook ads out there, but not then having a proper like nurture sequence and having an email list and then, you know, regularly connecting, not having, you know, uh, being on Instagram or going on there and showing your face. Like people are connecting uh, uh, the purchaser, the buyer on the other end they're purchasing a relationship with you and they're purchasing a transformation. So if they, if you want people to invest not just their money, but their time, their energy, and their confidence in you, you have to show up and people need to like, know, like, and trust you. So Mm -hmm. how are you going to do that? If you won't go on social at all, if you won't, you know, ask to be interviewed on a podcast, if you won't, you know, go on YouTube, if you won't go out and do public events or go and meet people and network, how how exactly is it going to happen for you? Yeah, yeah, those are great questions to ask yourself. Is there any one thing, um, I know this is a loaded question, but is there any one thing or something that really sticks out in your in your mind that really helped your business, you know, in terms of maybe it was like public speaking or maybe it was doing podcasts? What do you think is like something that has really helped you grow? Get in your community get in your community. It is, you know, I think in the last couple of years, I mean, everyone feared away from that because you were told not to be in community with people. Um, Get yourself back in your community because it word of mouth is really important. People knowing who you are and that referral thing and go into the spaces where it was like, for me, you know, I, I just, I had a lot of tenacity when I, you know, was, and I'll still create these opportunities for myself, but I was like, I was, why why am I just going to work at one gym? I could work at two gyms and then I'm getting exposed to double the community. You know, well, if I'm going to be at the, well, why don't I then go and network with like the health food stores and offer to teach like a free workshop and then get those customers in to know who I am. Oh, there's a chiropractic clinic across the street from the gym. I'm going to go and see if there's some way that we can collaborate. Oh, so-and-so is running a workshop on this and they don't teach that part, but I could contribute and teach that part. Oh, someone has a, you know, Rogers gives the opportunity for people to go and host their own shows. You don't get paid, but you get lots of exposure. I'm going to go and host two shows, right? Like I was always seeing those things as being like, those to me were walking, talking business cards. Mm -hmm. So instead of like, we don't do this and hand it out anymore. And it was just, you got your, you got your name out there. Yeah. So when you think about for those listening and you think about what you love and you're passionate about, and then you think about your community, 
where in your community, like who's already established that you can connect with, not right on their coattails, but can you offer something to their community that they don't? You know, can you go to the local health food store? Can you go to the gym, the yoga studio, the CrossFit box, the whatever it is, you know, what's in alignment with what you're offering? If you want to work with kids and families, is there a fantastic you know, family-based clinic with Cairo and osteo and all of that, that you could be a part of? Could you run workshops? Like you really have to honestly pimp yourself out in the beginning. It's like no word of a lie, but you do those things. And a couple of things happen. Number one, people will start to know who you are. Number two, your energy, you will become an energetic match for that frequency you are putting out there because you are so damn intentional because you're making the effort. You're not sitting home behind your computer and behind your phone, scrolling and comparing and wishing that could be you. Go out and do something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, create the opportunity for yourself. A hundred percent. I remember when I first graduated and I had a lot of new grads asking me, you know, how can I get started? How do, how are you doing what you're doing? You know, how are you running these workshops? So on and so forth. And I was like, well, I just emailed the health food store or I just, you know, asked if I could be a speaker or I just asked if I could mm -hmm. teach a workshop. And I was like, I have no shame in sending an email and them saying yeah. no. And I think that really, really helped me at the yeah. beginning. And I think that's like the fear a lot of people kind of catch themselves in is like, well, what happens if there's a no or what happens if you know, I don't know what to say at this workshop. And, and then we just stop ourselves from even trying. But mm -hmm. yeah, it's very rare that someone's going to come knock on your door and give you an opportunity. It's like you have, to, you're living proof of that. You have to go out and create that for yourself. A hundred percent. You know, and it's like, um, I think it was Wayne Gretzky who said, you know, the quote, like you'll miss 99% of like the shots that you yeah. don't take. And, yeah. and that's it. It's like, we're so afraid to fail or mess it up that we actually won't even try. Yeah. It's like we deke ourselves out. Like we're like, oh yeah, I'm not really yeah. sure. So then we don't even do it. But yeah, yeah. I, I love that you, again, are living proof of like, go after what you want. I love the idea of like that energetic match, like really showing this is what I want. I want more of this, more of this, mm -hmm. please. Mm -hmm. And then that's going to come in. And, and I think that really does happen in business, you know, where sometimes it can feel like things aren't working and, and you're stuck and, and like, it's just like the energy's kind of blocked there. And then as soon as like, you kind of open up a little bit. There's like a crack there and some light comes in, a new client comes in and then another client comes in. Yeah. And it and it is that truth of like yeah. us really matching with the thing that we want and then more of that happens. Yeah. And it's not like necessarily, you know, you could put all that effort in and it's like crickets. But yeah. then, you know, 23 days later, you get a reach out. Mm -hmm. So it's the other thing I would say that I think is so important when you're building business and you're new and all of that is, you need to double down on taking care of yourself. So what are the things you're going to do to take care of your mindset, your own energy, your own health? Like what are the habits that are anchoring you in to staying so friggin' lit up about why you went and did this program in the first place? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and yeah, I totally agree with that. Cause I remember feeling slightly like an imposter working with some clients and, and actually being like, okay, so let's make sure that you're eating snacks throughout the day. So you're keeping your energy up. And in the meantime, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for lunch. Cause I missed breakfast. And it right. was like, I couldn't, I couldn't take the capacity or my business couldn't grow as much because I mm -hmm. was really holding myself back, you know, even in my health of not taking care of myself the way I was, let's say when I was in nutrition school. So yeah. I think it's so important what you're saying, like, yeah, meeting yourself first every day. And you know, right. What you shared right there 
that can be part of your story that you share on Instagram or whatever platform you connect to so that people are like, oh, that happens to her too. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my gosh, that happens to me all the time. I would love to know what her tips are. And then there's engagement. Now they reach out and they're like, oh my gosh, me too. I forgot breakfast today or I just didn't even have any time. Now you have an opportunity to have a conversation and then wherever that may, and listen, that that person you connect with today, they may not buy from you today. I've had people, we just had a woman who joined the Hormone Project a couple of weeks ago, who was one of my first personal training clients when I was 19. Wow. And she is a principal to school now. And she's like, I've been following your journey for the last like 20 some odd years. I've been just kind of watching and cheering you on from the sidelines. And I think I'm finally ready to join the Hormone Project. <laughs> 22, 23 years later. So you never know how, but it's that consistency. The consistency isn't that you have to do the exact same thing all the time. It's that you just have to keep showing up. And when you have the shitty days and it feels like, why am I even doing this? Share it because you're not the only person and you share it. Someone else is going to connect You're going to have the connection. That's going to give you that little bit of momentum that you needed today and, you know, keep things moving forward. Mm, Yeah. I think we are really craving real people these days, you know, if not like more now than ever. And I think it's like that false, you know, perception of social media of like the the crafted pictures and, you know, everything looking perfect is just gone and we just want real now. So just doing that as much as possible. Yeah. And it's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> How do you keep up with that exactly? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd love to pivot and talk for a couple of minutes about the Dutch practitioner chorus. I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, it's um, called Deepen and Decode. Can you tell me, well, you kind of did explain before, you know, how you transitioned into that with Carrie and teaching that um, to practitioners, but can you go more into detail? Like, who is this really for? You know, what do you teach inside? Um, one question I get all the time is, you know, can I do Dutch testing without having any kind of like additional knowledge or additional, um, you know, like nutrition certification to do so? So I'd love to kind of almost just tap into all of those questions, starting with how you, yeah, what is yeah. all about? So the first thing is, as a practitioner, you want to be really responsible about, um, offering, running, doing anything. If you don't know it inside out, like the back of your hand, like I always say, if you can't explain it to me, like I'm four years old, you shouldn't be offering it to your clients. Because if you go and make recommendations based on false um, ideas or interpretations, you could be making their situation a lot worse, especially when we're talking about hormones. Like the, one of the reasons that I had said to Carrie, I think we should offer this deep and in decode is because we were getting so many women coming into our company in the hormone project and inside of Synced who had done Dutch tests previously and it was not interpreted well for them at all. Then they were put on things to lower their estrogen when in fact they did not need to lower their estrogen and they ended up feeling way worse or they were put on things to you know, suppress androgen function and like it just a hot mess. And so one of the things Dutch is such a fantastic test and their education is starting to increase and come up, but it really is talking to like the medical professional, not, you know, the nutritionist or the dietitian or the people who maybe didn't have any training on it in school. Cause you're not trained in functional tests because you don't have the authorization to order them. So here's the thing. First of all, it depends on where people are listening from. So if you're in Canada, Everything is like rated provincially in our country. Um, In North America, it's going to be state to state, right? Or in the US. But you cannot, as a registered holistic nutritionist, 
go and order um, a Dutch on your on your own, like for your client. What happens is you register yourself with the lab with Precision Analytical, and they give you a code, like a coupon code. So say yours was going to be like Stephanie Long, mm-hmm. let's say it's one hundred, and you give this coupon code to your client. They have to order their own test, so they can order their own test. And they would enter in your code. The result would be mailed back to the the woman who took the test. It would be emailed to her. And then you would say, let me know when your results come in and send them to me so I can review them and then we can chat about them. In Deep and Decode, what we do, like, it's pretty heavy. You spend about 16 hours with us of, like, it's new information. So um, you have to go through about 16. This one will be about 20 hours because we're adding more business into it. So Carrie goes very deep in the testing. I bring in some aspects of gut testing, GI map, those types of things. And then we pull the business side of it in there. So it is not something where you can just take a weekend course and be like, now I offer the Dutch test. You also really should run the test on yourself first. So we do recommend that so that you can run the test on yourself you get lifetime access to all of the education and then you can go through and really understand for yourself. Um, But we brought it in to help to fill a gap in the industry because nutritionists, like I said, anybody can go and order the test. Mm -hmm. So it's in terms of um, like, what's the word I'm looking for here? Responsibility. If these, if people are going to be going and ordering these tests, we want them to at least be equipped to actually know how to understand, to read them and then to be making recommendations based on that. So we have, we have nutritionists, we have dietitians, we have medical doctors that come in, we have nurses that come in, um, you know, functional practitioners, uh, massage therapists, personal trainers, some are in there just to learn, like, what is this all about? Um, maybe they're having hormonal issues themselves. And this is like a really big deep dive into it. So our next one launches, I think we start, I think our kickoff is October 19th. So we do like a kickoff evening and then we have two full days that we are together. So we're October, November this year. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the Dutch test. I've ordered them and had them done for myself a few times. Um, And I was listening to Carrie speak a lot um, on, I think, was it, does Dutch have their own podcast? Or maybe- so she's with Rupa now. So oh, she's, she's not changed. with Dutch anymore. So she okay. still does education in that, but now she's the um, medical education director for Rupa Health and they have a podcast. Okay, maybe that's what I listened to. And I remember um, something that she had said a long time ago was, you know, a lot of practitioners without having this um, extended knowledge about the Dutch test, maybe would find out somebody has high estrogen, and then they put them on something like DIM, and then, mm-hmm. but they haven't detoxed their body first or opened the pathways. And then now the DIM is just, you know, everything's kind of like staying in the body without releasing. And I, just from an outside perspective, I was like, you know, I thought I knew some stuff about hormones, but this is like next level. And this, like you said, is the responsibility of the mm-hmm. practitioner to really understand all of those probabilities of what can happen without yeah. just like saying, yep, I can do this. I can run the test and here's some supplements. I think it goes, like you mentioned, so beyond that. And it is really our responsibility to have the the deepest knowledge that we can. Especially if you're a nutritionist who's saying you specialize in hormones, you need to know what that means because it's like, I specialize in hormones. I am still a student. I am still learning all the time because everything we know about the human body, especially the female body. I mean, the research is just starting to be done on us. So the learning curve is a big one. And so it's like, 
you do have to, and that's the most common thing that happens is that someone will say like, I have breast tenderness, I have cramping, I have heavy periods. And a practitioner will be like, oh, it's heavy estrogen. Mm-hmm. Like it's extra or estrogen dominance. Mm-hmm. And they'll put them on dim, indole three carbon, all those kind of things without understanding that maybe she's presenting that way because so oftentimes what happens is you look at her E1, E2, and E3, her estrone, estradiol, and estrone, healthy ranges or low, but her phase one and phase two detox pathways are congested and aren't moving well. And that's why she has symptoms of excess estrogen. So you don't need to go and plummet her estrogen. You need to go in and move her pathways. Yeah. Or she maybe need methyl support or like there's so many different things that are going on. And so we do, we need to be really careful, you know, giving hormonal based supplements isn't like giving somebody magnesium or beef. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. But I think we, because we like see them on the shelves at the health food store, or yeah. you know, we just assume, well, they're out there, so it should be yes. fine. But again, I, I just really am trying to zone in on that, like responsibility as a practitioner, being really yeah. smart, careful, um, you know, one that wants to do no harm. Right. And I think at yeah. the end of the day, we want to make sure our clients are getting better and then yeah. bringing the referrals back to us versus, you know, we, we kind of push them into like a healing crisis. Well, so. and the thing too, is that, you know, you don't have to be, you can't be the one-stop shop for your client. You're none of us know everything. So you have to think about it in that as you're building your business, you also want to build this great referral network. So, you know, before I was offering um, gut testing and that in our company, I had practitioners where I just sent everyone to those practitioners if I wanted them to do a poop test because we weren't running it. When I went back and did my functional medicine diagnostic work, I was like, okay, I'm equipped now. I feel really good about running these. So you can build that out just like I'm not going to chiropractically adjust someone's body. I'm going to to recommend someone else. Doesn't mean I'm giving my client away. Mm -hmm. My client is still going to come back to me because I'm the conduit. They're going to be like, Jen, you know, someone for everything that's going on in the body. That's what you're really trying to build as a practitioner and building that really strong community that you have. That's where the collaborations happen. That's Mm -hmm. where the referrals, right? So you've got to think big picture. Yeah. And I think it really strengthens you as a practitioner and the way you're seen publicly, kind of like you mentioned, you kind of become the, the, the person that can refer out and um, people can really trust in those referrals. Yeah. And, and I, I absolutely agree with like, you can't be the one person for everyone. And right. it is our, again, responsibility. I'm like a broken record here, <laughs> but to have those people in our network to be the best refer, the best person we can refer out to. Yeah. How do you recommend people even just get started with finding those people? You know, if let's say they're just a new grad and they're like, but I don't know anyone doing a GI map test, or I don't really know how to reach out to someone. Do you have any recommendations for starting those relationships? Um, again, be really intentional about finding them. And so it's like, if you're listening to different podcasts, like I would go and do a search, like podcast about GI health. Mm -hmm. Um, I would call up some of the local, like naturopathic clinics or functional medicine clinics or whatever it is and be like, do you offer GI map testing or that? Then what I would do is like, I myself would go and to do a session with that practitioner. You know, like if I'm going to recommend a chiropractor, I'd be like, well, I'm probably going to go to that chiro, that osteopath, that massage therapist. Um, and what's interesting too, is like, you know, this happens over the years, but you'll have your initial people that you refer everyone to, and then they're full mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> and then you've got to like build again, know, exactly bloom <laughs> out and layer. do that. <laughs> yeah. But it's, um, yeah. So I think that 
I think that that is something that you want to work into, you know, your business plan, your strategy. Yeah, I love that. You've shared so much, so many good nuggets here, you know, about collaborating, referrals, like how to be tenacious with your business, put yourself out there. I think this was just so, so helpful. Thank you so much for spending the time and and sharing your knowledge, especially for people just getting started to see, you know, to not maybe compare to your step 25, but to know that Mm -hmm. it's possible and Mm -hmm. to see that you have, you know, made it all happen. And I'm sure you would even see yourself need having like all of this room to grow as well to get to your step 50. Every year, I feel like I'm just getting started. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's like the blessing and the curse of business is like, okay, so much to learn, but this is so exciting. So yeah, that's great to hear. Yeah. Well, before we go, can you just share any links maybe to the Dutch um, practitioner program or anywhere that people can find out more about you and your programs? Yeah. So if they go to genpike.com, my website, they'll see programs on the upper right-hand side and they can just toggle down and there's all of that there. Um, Practitioners who are looking, like, especially if they're new that are looking to really gain some strong momentum. um, I run an 11 day mastermind every other month called Equilibrium and it's so Mm kick-ass and it really is just like, it's like a daily fire starter session to really help to get you in the direction. And we go through everything like your mindset, your money blocks. We talk about strategy, sales, really getting clarity on your passion. Um, And so the next one starts September 20th. I'm not sure when this airs. Um, So there's that, but you'll see that all in there. And then Instagram is the best place to stay connected. And, you know, I talk about what I'm offering and then on my podcast. Perfect. I'll make sure to link all of those. And thank you again so much. This was really fun. And uh, it's been a joy to chat with you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend, or take us on social media. Catch you next time.